we'll see what God is going to do for us. And I believe He's going to do something for us today, don't you? Amen. I've said that I would speak this morning on this topic, when God speaks. I hope everybody wants to know about that, when God speaks. I will assure you, I do. I want to know when God speaks. I want to understand what He's saying. I want to understand why He's speaking. I want to gather all that I can when God speaks. And I want to gather all the power and all the intent as well as meaning in what God is saying. In the book of Acts, there's some remarkable things recorded. Some of them are so powerful, but they only take a few words to say, and we just kind of pass by them often. This is one of those things. When Paul was being tried after being arrested falsely by the religious leaders among the Jews in Jerusalem and and nearby, he was taken before various judges, various Roman judges, Jewish judges, and all of them wanted to just wash their hands of him and push, them away, push him away. And finally, one of them heard Paul say, after all the exasperation, that he was a Roman citizen. And he said, as such, I appeal to Caesar. Later on, two kings were talking. They said, if this man did not appeal to Caesar, he might have been spared. Easy to say when it's all over. But Paul felt he was doing the right thing, and and, and I have no doubt that he was. Because when he said that, Rome provided him a ticket to get all the way from Judea and Palestine area all the way to Rome, free without charge. And God intended for Paul to go to Rome. This is what Paul said, or what God said to Paul in Acts chapter 23, verse 1. The Lord speaking to Paul. It says, that following night, after these many of these things that occurred, that following night, the Lord stood by Paul and spoke to him. And the Lord said to him, take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. Now that told Paul one thing with a guarantee. He had a punched ticket all the way from Jerusalem to Rome. He knew that he was going to get to Rome. I thought about this a little bit as I was getting ready to preach this. And I realized I can't die yet. God's still got some things he promised me. So unless he's going to do it all right in order, right one after the other, I've got some time remaining. Now, I'm not going to go out and start running across the street while I'm looking both ways. But I do believe, I do believe that God's got some things he owes me. Now, you can say he can give them to you in heaven. A couple of them wouldn't work in heaven. They need to be working now among people now. So I just got really encouraged about that. I just kind of stood up and said, well, after all, Lord, there's still some things you said you're going to do. I read them just the other day where I'd written them down a long time ago in a little book I keep. Well, right now it's a little book in a tablet, but they're still right there, the same words, the very same words. And God said, I'm going to do this. And I said, well, I've been believing it all this time. I can't not have it happen before I go to heaven. So I don't know how much longer it will be. Two or two things, one of of two things or both things are going to happen in the right order. 
Either God's going to rock through some miraculous things and you're going to be astonished at it. Well, that's just it. I started to say the next part, of it, or I just may go to heaven and find out the answer there, but I'm going to leave that part off. I think I've got the answer. I think God's promises are God's promises. If you have God's promises, that's an important thing to know. Here's something else important to know. When God starts speaking, He will say profound things. He will say sometimes incredulous things. He will say oftentimes, and most often, He will say unexpected things. But even when He is doing that, He is always speaking within the confines and the borderlines of His own revealed Word. God will never say anything to you that is contrary to His written Word. He will never speak to you about something that is correcting the Word of God. If you think that, you've missed it. If you think God spoke and you're telling you something that's not according to His Word, something that's a correction of His Word, or something of any of that order, then you have heard the wrong voice from the wrong source, and you've got the wrong message. The Word of God stands. It has stood. It will stand. It's going to be standing when Jesus comes. And it's going to be standing throughout the ages. So friends, never believe that God has said something to you that is private. In fact, the Bible says that those scriptures, I'll read it to you right here, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Knowing this, first of all, this is the most important thing. Knowing, first of all, know this. No prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own private interpretation. And that's the fact. Not anything that was written came by private interpretation from the writers that the Holy Spirit inspired. It came from God. Not anything that's written now is subject to be privately interpreted with your own meaning now. It means what God meant for it to mean, and that's what it will always mean, and nothing different from that. So you listen to God. As you listen to Him carefully, make sure you're hearing what He's already said, because you won't ever say anything different from what He's already said. Then... In, in, in light of that, I do, do truly believe that God does speak to us personally and individually, sometimes collectively as a body. But He does it as He chooses. God speaks to us. He gives us His Word, a revelation of truth for ourselves. Let me tell you something else that God will read. I won't say God will never do this. I didn't plan this. I just dropped this in as I'm, as I'm now speaking about it. God will never give you, let me, let me abbreviate, let me, no, let me alter the word never. It would be very unusual and very rare if God gave you a word to correct somebody else. Now you may speak to somebody else correctively. I've done it many times throughout my life because I raised three children. So I've done a lot of that. To say that God gives you a correction that sends you to somebody else and tell them something they need to do or something they need to change or something they're doing wrong, that's a stretch. And, and there, you see, there are times and places for people to receive. They hear the preaching of the Word. They hear the Word spoken. The Holy Spirit can use that to convict them. And I am not saying that would never, ever happen because it, it may. But it would be a very, very rare thing. So I would suggest to you, if you feel like God's telling you that you need to go tell somebody something that they're living in error and living wrong, that you pray about it carefully and specifically before you make the decision to do that. And I say that in the light of, 
We have a lot of people, too many people, giving people direction for their lives and saying it came to them from God. I'm not saying that the Lord doesn't speak a word to people through others, through other spirit-filled Christians. I'm not suggesting that because I believe he does. But usually those words are spoken as, as encouragement. They're spoken as uplifting. They're spoken as something not to give you a guidance, a plan for your life. If somebody comes to you and tells you, those of you are already past this part, already past this possibility, I believe God wants you to marry her. For him, you better make that decision for yourself. But nobody that tells you who it is is going to get in there and live with, help you live it every day. So you better make sure you're hearing that from God for yourself, friend. I, and, and, and I think that's good, strong counsel, good wisdom from God's Word, and good common sense anyway, if I hadn't told you that. Anyway, so God does speak to us personally. And one of the personal ways God speaks to us, I, I, I know God has spoken to many times through, through the preaching of His Word. I've been up here preaching and other places preaching, and I believe God has spoken to me right while I was preaching. Something about myself, and maybe something for others, and maybe not. But everybody is expected, and it's the plan of God that everybody will receive strengthening of faith through the hearing of God's Word. To be blessed by the Word of God is to be abundantly blessed because you know when the Word of God is preached to in truth, when the Word of God is preached to you in revelatory truth, and you grasp that, you have something received into your life, not because of who said it, because of God spoke it to your heart through His own Word. That's something to hold on to, friend, and that is something to take guidance from as the Lord leads us. I'm not talking about somebody standing up and telling his own story or telling his own personal experience or telling what he thinks about something. We've got enough people preaching about what they think. We've got enough people preaching about politics. We've got enough people telling you who to vote for, preaching who to vote for. We've got enough people doing all of those kinds of things. But what we need right now is somebody who will tell you this is what God's Word says and this is what God when he meant, said when He meant it. This is what he meant when he said it, I should say. So that's something we should really hold on. The Bible tells us that. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. Hearing the word of God is faith building and lifting as we struggle with the things that, that, that the enemy wants to use to hold us down. The word of God brings us faith. And faith is the, is the chain breaker. Faith is what breaks the bondages. Faith is what sets us loose and gives us freedom to walk with God and serve Him. And faith is built in us by the Word of God. And we need to exercise that regularly and faithfully with that. I'm talking to you about when God speaks, and there's so many different ways that God does and different ways He says things to us. I remember... I was a part of an organization at one time that had a kind of a newsletter. I call it a newsletter. It was sent out to the people involved. And I picked up one copy of it that came out once, and I looked on the inside. The leader had written a message, and the title of the message was, What is God Trying to Say? I've heard that said around the various times. What is God trying to say? And I said to him when I read that, you know, I don't think God's trying to say anything. I think God is saying it. 
I just think we're not hearing it. We're not listening clearly enough to hear it. But God's not struggling to say what he wants to say. God's not in a battle to say what he wants to tell you. He's saying it. If you aren't hearing it and aren't listening to it, you need to get your spirit tuned in with his and hear from God in prayer and let God tell you as you ask him, what do you want me to know and to hear? Let God say to you in your heart so it's irrevocable, undeniable, and something that you cannot miss so clearly that God tells you, this is what I'm saying to you, and this is what I want you to do. And God does speak through other people. I'm not suggesting it when I say, but I'm just saying for you to be careful when somebody tells you something that they, especially if they're specifically saying to you, this is what God wants you to do, or this is what you should do to please God, or this is what the will of God is for you. That's something that you better get sealed, not by what somebody else tells you, but by on your knees at the altar of God, so that you hear directly and personally from God what He tells you. I know one thing. I will take encouragement from anybody. I'll take a, a word from the Lord that says uh, that, that God has helped me in whatever way to be a blessing, and, and, and I should follow up on it. I'll take all of that. But when somebody tells me I'm supposed to go to, I don't know, where's the favorite place? I started to say Paris, but if they told me that, I might just wait and leave it and find out after if it was right or not. So, so, so before I take the trip, I would, when somebody tells me to go to, uh, I can't even think of some crazy place I'd never want to go. Well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say Kalamazoo. There's a place in, in that place in Michigan, so there. Yeah. Well, I have, I've never been there. Never had any desire to go. Not if somebody hears this and thinks I'm talking bad about their town. I'm not. I'm just looking for something to use as an illustration. So if somebody tells me hey, you need to be in Kalamazoo tomorrow night at Monday, Monday night at six o'clock. I'm going to want somebody to tell me besides that person that came up in a spiritual tone and told me God, they heard from God and God told them what to tell me to do. Because this is the way I look at it. If God wants me to hear it, why couldn't he tell me? He doesn't need a second mouthpiece to tell me, I think. I do need people to help me and lead me and encourage me and direct me and guide me and all those kinds of things. I admit it. I'm not, not ashamed to say it. But I don't somebody need somebody to tell me what the will of God is because I've heard the will of God so many times I need to hear it again. And when I need to hear it, God always makes me sure that I know it. It may not come instantly, but it does come over a period of time. I, I, I talk about coming to Orange Park so many times, and I'm not going to do it today, but, but I talk about it because it was so, it, to me it was such a clear definition in my life. At a time when I knew God spoke to me. And, and, and as God was speaking to me, at the beginning, I didn't know that this was what God was saying. I thought I was just doing something that I was glad to do and happy to do. I was preaching. I was preaching in the little church over on Kingsley. And I just thought I was filling a spot there doing what God wanted me to do for a little while. I didn't see it as anything but that, just filling in a space until they found somebody else who broke the church closed. I don't think the district cared whether they found somebody else to preach or whether they closed the church. I, I think, well, that's what I think. I've got, I've got good reason for saying that, not just making it up. But, but, but nevertheless, I didn't know that that was God speaking to me about doing something long term. And here I am, almost ten years later, still doing what God said to do. And that's right. Well, I'm, I'm glad. 
I'm glad, not just glad that I'm doing it here, but I'm glad I'm doing what God wants me to do. You see, when God wants you to know, He can make it known to you. He can speak to you and make it clear to you what He wants you to do. And, and don't take it from me that I'm saying God's trying to raise you up and get you to go off as a missionary now when you're 70 years old or whatever it may be. I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting to you, though, that what God wants you to do right now when you get up in the morning and how you use your day, God can speak to you about that and speak to you about encouraging someone else, be a blessing to someone else, help someone else, do something in the building of His kingdom, whatever it is. But God can speak to us, and we need to believe that we're going to hear directly from Him a word from Him and not from somebody else that He needs to send it through to us. So, I told him when I read that article, what is God trying to say? I told him just what I just told you. I don't really think God's trying to say anything. I think God is saying something. I think there are a lot of us not listening and not hearing what he's saying. Then again, I, had, I knew a man who, who really practiced putting God first in his business. And, and I think he did. He really had a very successful business. Large one of the largest furniture stores in his town. Maybe, I think it was the very largest one. And that depends on buying the right product when you go to market that somebody else is going to want to buy from you. Deciding what somebody else likes and what you're willing to buy. And he told me one time that when he went to market, to the furniture market, that he always took with him two marbles, a black one or a white one, that he put in his pocket. When he got to look into that suite of furniture and trying to decide whether to buy it for a store, he was his own store buyer. And he got trying to decide this thing he wanted to buy. And he wasn't real sure. He put his hand in his pocket. And if he brought out the white ball, the Lord was telling him to buy it. And if he brought out the black ball, he was telling him not to buy it. I don't think it mattered. Maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was if he... It, it doesn't matter as long as you know which one it is you're talking about. But I don't think I could do that. I find myself not willing to put a little fleece out like a drawing Put a fleece out of every little thing for God to speak to and a fleece to tell me something every time. I, I, I find it difficult to do that. But I don't find it difficult to go before God and ask God to clarify something for me. Ask God to give me an explanation that I haven't had. Ask, me to help, ask Him to help me see the light on something that I haven't seen a clear light on. And show me by that what He wants me to do, where He wants to lead me to go, what He wants to make happen as I'm an instrument in His hands to let that happen. And I believe God speaks to us and will speak to us that way. But He speaks to us by the Holy Spirit in individual and personal ways. Don't get so wrapped up in it that you start hearing your own voice telling you something. Listen to the voice of God, and God will let you know that it's His voice, and He'll let you know clearly what He is saying so you will understand. You may not even understand it completely right at the very beginning, but very quickly, and very shortly from that time that you're hearing it, it will come to be known by you that you'll be able to exercise what God wants you to do. So he speaks to us by the Holy Spirit in individual and personal ways. You know, not long ago, there was a, a lot of people who were laughing at Vice President Pence. I heard one commentator, I, I didn't hear this because I was listening to it. I would feel ashamed. In fact, I'd be convicted if I'd been listening or watching that program. I would have been convicted of, in, and, and I think God would have been telling me, you're too ignorant. You need to get a little bit more educated if you listen to that. But I was watching a program that was okay to watch, and they played back the clip of that show that was on. And so the, one of the talkers of, of the birdcage that, that was 
President Pence. God talks to him. I know, it, I know, I know it's all right if we talk to God. But when somebody talks to God, that means that person is kind of, ooh, And I thought, the person that's that is you. You're pointing to your own head. You're the one that's a screwball. It's okay not to understand it, but don't make fun of somebody else that does receive it and does have it, does have it as part of their life. He's a committed man of God. He's, I think he's probably learned not to say quite so many things publicly anymore since then. But it was a good thing to say. It was a good thing to say. I read a whole article about somebody who was not an evangelical Christian and was not even a believer in the things that Mike Pence believed in, but he did say this. Evangelical Christians believe this as a part of their faith, and, and they are all right to accept that that's them, and we accept that from them. Everybody doesn't feel that way, but people should. And all of us should recognize it and accept it as something that comes to us from God in His timing, in His course, in His plan, and in that time, he will in his own way speak to us and let us know what we need to know from him. Let us hear his voice when he speaks to us. So many different ways God does it. This is what one place said about Vice President Pence. I read this as I was studying, finding what that comment was that somebody had said about it. This, this article included this. In one alarmist view, Pence is more dangerous than Trump. Pence is a religious whack job who believes God speaks directly to him. Trading Trump for Pence would be like jumping from the firing pan into the fire. Well, in about four, year, four or five years from now, I hopefully we'll make that jump. I promised myself, I promised myself, I didn't promise the Lord, I promised myself, I would not say political things anymore. That was not political. I pronounce it not. you to know that God, when he speaks, will always be authoritative, affirmative, and you will know that you've heard God. Not too long ago, a few weeks back, I asked how many people in this church believe God's ever spoke to them, said something, spoke to them in their heart. I'm not talking about an audible voice like thunder out of heaven, but in their heart God has spoken to them. Give them a promise. And I was surprised, I actually was surprised at how many hands went up in this church of people who believe that God has done I rejoice with you over that. What I want to tell you is this. When God speaks his word to you, however he brings it to you, I have had occasions when I picked up a certain uh, Christian writing and looked at it and saw what part of it just leap out at me. And I read it. And, and uh, Carolyn read one at one time and came and brought it to me. And I said, that's a word from God for us. The underline and marked it and kept it. don't remember whose book it was in. I don't remember who wrote it, but I do remember that it was a word from God for us. We took it from that and stood on it with great encouragement and with strength from God. What we do know is this. When God makes a promise to you, when God speaks his word in your heart, God will always keep his word. If God's made a promise to you that hasn't yet been fulfilled, I ask you to hold on. Tie yourself to the horns of the altar. Make yourself committed as you lay like a consecration on on sacrifice on the altar of God yourself and say to God, I'm here and I'm going to keep seeking you and believing you and trusting you until the answer that you promised becomes because when you say it, I know you do it. And he does.
does. He always does. Hallelujah. Your promise are back. This is what this is what uh, the psalmist said. I'll read the first part of it. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. And then he says, for your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. Hallelujah. God's promises. If God doesn't keep his promises, then he has tarnished the honor of his name, which he will never do. The honor of God's name pledges the faithfulness and the commitment of God's promises to be honored and to be kept and be fulfilled. So God will always keep his word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe it. I stand on it every day. When you leave this place today, you drive out the end of this driveway just before you get on Pine Avenue. There's a big concrete sign right there. And we put signs on it when we first came here. One of those signs that you'll see as you go out is Psalm 89, 34. And it says, My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. I will not break nor change any word that I have spoken. I believe that. I believe that's God's word, surely, truly, and it's going to stand. And then, and then, 1 Peter 1, 24 and 25 makes a powerful statement that we should all hold on to, all hold, keep, and remember. He said, the grass withers and the flowers fail, but the word of the Lord endures forever. The word of God endures forever. Hallelujah. I believe it. I believe it. God speaks when he says that he means it, what he says he honors, promises he has made, he will keep, his will he will do, and God's word is trustworthy, however it comes and clearly ministers to us in our hearts. However that word clearly comes to us from God, it's a word that we need to hold on to, and by which we need to live. How many of you are still expecting something from God that you believe God spoke to you about? You're still expecting it. I'm not, I'm not asking your hands, but you are doing it, so I'm, I'm glad you did. You've got faith that you're doing it. I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you and say, I've got, I've got some too. That's what I was talking about when I opened this message. I, I was being a little humorous about it with the Lord when I, when I got in the study on this, and I was saying, well, Lord, you know, I, I always tell the Lord I'm ready whenever he is, but until then, keep me and use me every minute of every day. I'm thinking about that and saying, well, wait a minute, Lord. Say I, I'm ready to go, but, uh, but I, I, I'm not sure I can be ready because you've got, I've got a couple of really outstanding promises that aren't fulfilled yet. So hurry up and fulfill them, and then I'll be able to say yes, I'm ready. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm prayed through to know exactly what how God's got all that put together, but I know somehow there's some sense in there somewhere. So I'm going to pray about that, and I'm going to really come before the Lord until I feel God speak clear to my heart about that. I'd rather. Lord, this is what I'd rather have. I'd rather just have go ahead and have every every promise completely fulfilled, done, finished. That's it. Praise God. And then any time He's ready, I'll be ready. But I don't want to have to step up there and say, "Wait a minute, Lord, one thing never happened, and can you tell me why?" But we're not going to have to do that. We're not. God's loving mercy and grace covers all of our 
simplicities, failures to understand, shadows of incomprehension. God knows it all. And God who loves us and cares for us is going to minister to us every day of our lives, every step of our lives, every, every way that we go in our lives. God is there to help us, to guide us, and to keep us in the right path. That's what we want, isn't it? Amen. Raise your hand. Stand with me, please. Would you stand?